Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nate Drolet. And together we form G-Unit. You must know what G-Unit is. Yes. What? Gorilla Unit. Okay. Just making sure. Are we Gorilla Unit U-E-R-I or O-R-I? Ooh, because we're climbers? It'd be, yeah, oh, see what happened there? See what you did there? Yeah, it's. I'm so smart. We are in, well, we're actually in Arlington right now, Virginia, but we've been in Alexandria, Virginia for the last four nights. Is yeah, that right? That sounds last, right. Last four nights, we've been doing some workshops out at Sport Rock Alexandria, and it's been pretty fantastic mm-hmm. um the community here is really great the gym has been you know really open to helping us with whatever we need they've kind of rolled out the red carpet um which makes me feel like a superstar yes you're already yeah. a superstar <clears throat> pretty much with that new marina in tattoo you've got yeah huge shout out to marina in uh yeah the cattle rabbit yes what do you know what podcast episode she was i don't know what episode she was but it was somewhere around 65 yeah that was a good episode right around the new year yes that sounds <clears throat> right but yeah no she's an amazing tattoo artist. Super psyched. Yeah, she's a badass. She did a great job. So good job, Marina. And uh, while I'm at it, huge thanks to all the people who've come out to the workshops. Um, we've had a bunch of youth competitors, which has been really fun to get to work with with that crew. Um, we've had a bunch of really eager to learn adults. Uh, sometimes they just want a magic pill and... We don't have that. Um, but not the, yet. If we did, we'd be marketing it. Not yet. We will eventually. <laughs> but the crew that's come out has been really great. We had a PhD physicist, Sean Oliver. Shout out to Sean. Shout out, Sean. I don't know what I have to teach to a PhD physicist, but I'm glad you came out and thought that maybe you could learn something from us. So, uh, so yeah, it's been good, man. Yeah. I, I dig it. We'll be back for sure. So, I feel like the the title of this episode is completely misnamed. It shouldn't be, do gym grades matter? Because it's pretty much just, nope, and we're moving on. Oh, we're, we're not going to do the thing we normally do? What do we normally do? Normally, we have like a general question. And you introduce it, and then you say, "So Nate, do gym grades matter?" And Is that then what we do. Then I, in a very abbreviated way, say, "No." We both laugh as if we're just going to end the episode there, uh, and then we talk about why things don't matter. See, I didn't even read the template, dude. 
I blew it. It's this sweet baby Jesus beer. Yeah. That's what caused the problem. But yeah, so I we want to dig into gym grades, their their benefits. Do they have benefits? I don't know. And the evils of gym grades. If we need to keep this at gym grades because if we go into grades in general, this could be a whole nother podcast. This could be a hundred episodes of another podcast. I mean, but how at the same time, how are we not going to, if we're saying why Dude, don't do it, <laughs> if we're going to say why gym grades don't matter, it's because they reflect upon something else or they're supposed to. <clears throat> and those, are they supposed to, uh, my ego? No, I thought no. you were saying outdoor grades. Oh, oh no, no, they, okay. they don't have anything to do with that. Okay, nothing, yeah, no. zero. Um, All right. <laughs> so so let's talk about it. So I think um, people know where we stand on the subject. Should we have grades in the gyms? I think so, yes. Okay. Um, maybe like my preferred method is not specifically like numbered grades, but uh, I like the circuit system. So having... Like the spot uses? The spot's a great example. Um, they have... I, one spot, two spot, three spot, four spot, five spot. Exactly. I thought you were going to go into a Dr. Seuss rhyme for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, or just like a color system. A lot, of, a lot of gyms nowadays are using like overlapping scales. So maybe the first, you know, you have one color that represents V0 through V2. And then the next color is, you know, it also includes V2. So it's a little bit of overlap up to V4 or 5 or, you know, whatever. So it goes up in this spectrum. And that way, you know, maybe there's like six different colors overall, and those are like each circuit. And they allow for a little wiggle room because there's no way you can nail down grades perfectly. Mm -hmm. Even if you're like, you know, it doesn't matter if you climb outside all the time and you are the world's greatest setter, setting an exact grade that feels that way for everyone, it's just not possible. Do you think that spectrum style grading actually works? Um... What do you mean by works? <laughs> I mean, there's... <clears throat> well, I there. see... <clears throat> I see, regardless of what the grading system is, everyone is trying to correlate it to a specific B grade anyway. Totally. So it doesn't really matter. Like, if it says the orange circuit is V3 to V5, there's four dudes standing in the corner like, oh, that's totally V5 plus, bruh. And so the, the, you know, that scale just doesn't even, doesn't even matter to them. They're still trying to correlate it. So, mm -hmm. so does it make a difference having something like the orange scale or the orange circuit? Would it be better to not have the V grades attached at all? Or would that even matter? Will people still try to correlate it? I think it's what we know. I think people would still try to correlate it. Like, I mean, yeah, because if you didn't have grades, they would still try and correlate it. And <clears throat> I mean, we have to. It's it's what we know. It's the yeah, you know. And there's there's a common argument that you hear that uh, if we didn't have grades, if people went outside, how would they know what to get on? Like, but here's the thing about that is that 
no one actually takes gym grades at face value. Like, <clears throat> I don't take outdoor grades at face value. As you shouldn't. Um, but with gym grades, everyone is just like, oh, yeah, my gym's like super sandbagged. Or like, oh, that gym's really soft. It's like right. the reason they know this or the reason they feel <clears throat> this way, they think this, is because they've talked about it with other people about what grades really should be. So really, everyone has their own idea of what it, things should be. And like other than brand new beginners who just have no experience whatsoever, like, yeah, the gym grades are very much just a vague suggestion, uh, a talking point. So what you're saying is that gym grades are pretty much exactly like outdoor grades. A vague suggestion? Yeah. Um, And we really have no fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, yes. Like outside... Hold if we're going to get into this, I was going to say outside has <laughs> consensus. But, does it? Um, uh, or does everyone just take the grade? So here's the funny thing. I feel like there was a time back in like, a, oh, maybe like yesterday, late 2000s. So like, you know, maybe like seven through 10 where maybe seven through 11 where it was downgrading was the cool thing to do. Right. Like that is what everyone did. Like, you know, oh, this would be like V8 in the South, you know, that kind of stuff. Like that was super popular. Like downgrading made you look like a badass. You were a brave and humble, as some people <laughs> might say. And so like that was just like the mentality was to downgrade everything. And what's funny is now you look, there are a lot of things that for maybe three or four years had always been like forever. It had always been a certain grade. Let's say something had been V10 forever. And then for like four years, Suddenly everyone's like, oh no, it's definitely V9. And now it's crept right back up to V10. Like, so it was just this tiny little blip of everyone was just like, oh yeah, no, 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 we're downgrading things because it's way cooler to like downgrade. Or maybe they didn't feel that way, but you know, there's also this groupthink mentality of like, I mean, if one person suggested downgrade, like who am I to be like, uh, no, you're wrong. Like, cause there is so much. People get really caught up in grades. And it's the same thing with nowadays, like Let's say, for instance, I've got a buddy who goes out and does like his first V7. And then I climb it and I'm just like, oh God, that's like V4. But I'm not going to like go shit on my buddy and be like, uh, sorry, dude. Like, you know, right. like at that point, like, cause you know, he'll figure it out eventually. Like he's yeah. going to climb on other stuff and be like, oh man, that wasn't what I thought it was. So there, I mean, there's just a lot more to it than like, this is not an objective scale. Like as great as it would be. It's simply not. Yeah, totally. And I think you can't you can't mention that for a while things were graded in a wonky fashion without also recognizing that that caused a whole generation of climbers to have the construct of these wonky grades. And then they become the people grading things and mm. upgrading or downgrading <laughs> things or giving consensus to things. So it's pretty much been out of control. In my opinion, it's pretty much been out of control since John Sherman put it out there. Mm-hmm. And gyms don't really have a choice, I think, but to use some sort of measuring stick. And we're always going to try and correlate it right back to the V scale, no matter what. 
I mean, in our gym, in in the machine shop, we use um, easy, tricky, hard, desperate, savage, hoss as our grading scale. Mm-hmm. But but even still, there's not a fucking day goes by that we don't. <clears throat> well, how hard do you really think this is? But and about like, about this tricky. I'm like, I think I think it's a hard, desperate. <laughs> and and then we're like, well, what's that? what's that equate to like V six, mm-hmm. you know? So, <clears throat> so no matter what, no matter what the intentions are, it gets correlated right back to the V scale. I and mean, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and even then, like it dives even deeper with that. Cause then it's like, okay, is it like V six? Is this like art of the Vogue left V six? Or is this like <laughs> King Cobra and Waco tanks V six <laughs> way different stories. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, 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 totally. So, yeah, you totally, like, it does dig in so deep, which, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, like, if people are using gym climbing to prepare for outside, like, I'm totally fine with the idea of, like, trying to relate it to their goals. Like, if your goal is to climb harder outside, like, you want to know where you're at. Yeah. Um, and we have to keep in mind that all this shit's been graded by humans. Mm-hmm. We're all fallible, especially when it comes to judging the difficulty of something we practice over and over and over and over and over and over and over you know we all remark on this idea that oh when i did it it felt really easy does that mean you should downgrade your first v10 to v4 because it felt really easy when you did it probably not but we have no idea how to judge what that level of difficulty is um, and I don't really know anyone who can answer the question, how do you measure difficulty? Um, you know, what are the, what are the key points that you look at in measuring difficulty? It's not hold size because there's some really hard problems with pretty big holds. And there's some, uh, there's some really easy problems yeah. with some nails, hard holds, tiny little holds. Yeah. You know, it's not the size of the moves. Because you can tic-tac your way up some horrible little holds or big holds with no feet facing the wrong direction. And then it becomes a really hard thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know what the criteria are that make something difficult. And, I mean, it depends on your body size, too. Like, Yeah, exactly. You look at a lot of first ascensionists, like mostly uh, underweight males who are... <laughs> You know, maybe a little bit, like, sometimes on the taller side, depending. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, this goes into, like, gym grades for sure, too, because you look at, like, how many female setters are out there. Right. How many small female setters are out it there. It is a growing field. Totally. Which is exciting. I no. see more and more and more. Yeah, and that's absolutely and that's rad. that's cool. Like, yeah. and I think it should be, like, because that's, like, <clears throat> a whole new, like, vision towards climbing, and, like, that needs to be seen. But, uh yeah, I mean, if all the gym grades are from like five, six foot four, 130 pound dudes. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, like, there are a lot of times, like, if I go and I set with another crew, like, I'll go into a gym and I look around, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm the shortest person. And the next shortest is like 5'11. It's a bunch of like 5'11 dudes who, yeah, like, they weigh the same that I do. And it's like, hmm. Like, yeah, if you're like a group, if you're a woman who's five foot even, like, nothing's going to feel the same like right indoors versus outdoors totally so there's this common argument that 
all gems grade soft. I hear this argument all the damn time. Um, the climbing pamphlet wrote an article about it. And I just don't think it's true. No. I don't think it's even a little bit true. We travel to a lot of gyms. Lots. And some of the problems are soft. Some of the problems feel hard. Some of the fr- problems feel spot on. It's it's strangely like climbing outside. I would even argue it's more consistent than outside. Okay. Like, if you go to Waco Tanks, home of the V-grade. <clears throat> I yes, mean, home of the V-grade. The range between any grade. Like, you tell, ask me any grade and I can show you something that in that grade, there's like a four, what we would consider a V-grade, a four V-grade difference within a single like range. Sure. Like it is insane. Like just on absolutely anything, um, especially in like lower ranges for sure. Like, but <clears throat> yeah, like I don't think gyms are any less consistent than outside is like, you can do the same thing in Little Rock city, like in the whole Southeast, you can do it in Col- Colorado for sure. Like anywhere you go, you'll find massive discrepancies in grades. Um, yeah. Totally. And if anything, I actually would argue if we're looking at it completely on a personal bias, I would argue that gyms set and grade stiffly. I climb far better outside than I do in a gym. And it's pretty rare I climb anything harder than B8 in a gym. Mm -hmm. Pretty damn rare. But I can send harder grades i've i've flashed v8 outside it rarely happens in a gym you know yeah and that's just that's me why all these people who are constant a constantly complaining or b constantly talking about how gyms are grading soft to keep clients around mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why they can't just see their own personal bias, I don't quite understand. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, hear me out here, it's that they spend way more time in the gym than they do outside. Mm-hmm. They've gotten really good at gym climbing on the angles that they're used to in the gym, at the holds that just get rotated around the gym and they get to use over and over and over and over. Setting styles. The setting styles that are the same constantly. You have interesting features in the gym, they end up with the same problem with different colored holds and, I over mean, and over and over. To give an example of this. like And nothing against the setters when I say that. It's just some angles, some features lend themselves to a specific type of movement. And every, like every setter, like we have certain things that we have our own bias like that setters enjoy like and you'll see this anytime you go to a gym like and we see it all the time like and it cracks me up people can without even they can just look at a boulder having not climbed on it not knowing not looking at the route tag or whatever they can be like oh i can tell uh i can tell brandon set that like look at that gaston look at how that set look at where the foot is that's a brandon problem no question or like just there are certain things about it like people who climb in a gym like consistently in the same gym, they can tell you which set or set almost any problem in there. Yeah. Other by only just looking at it. They're yeah. like, Oh, they get is- really good at that gym. Mm-hmm. They get really good at it. Then they go outside and they get spanked 
and they're like, oh, my gym set's soft. No, you've just been practicing for your gym. Yeah. That's, that's what you've gotten good at. If you spent all your time climbing outside and you occasionally went to the gym, I guarantee it's going to feel totally different. Absolutely. Guarantee it. Yeah. You know, and I think like, and I'd say that we could even flip that around and say like with people like you or I who have spent a lot more time, especially more recently, like who've spent a lot more time outdoors, <clears throat> like, cause for me, climbing inside feels. You think I've spent more time outdoors recently? Uh, by outdoors do you mean in front of my computer by recently i mean the last decade (laughs) um okay but people with a lot of outdoor experience like they're just it's different climbing like it's i don't think it's apples to apples it's like uh definitely not apples to grapples grapple oh that's a good one apples to grapples um Yeah, gym climbing, it has like a... Oranges to tangelos. has like a grape coating on it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, gym climbing, yes, they're both climbing, but it's different. Like, it is simpler in a lot of ways, but it is much more powerful in that same sense. Like, you can't... You, it's much harder to find subtleties with gym climbing because there just aren't the features. It's like, okay, you have these holds like you only have so many options which i think is kind of cool about it like Mm -hmm. you know you don't futz around with beta so much you're like okay i'm just gonna grab and pull and like try real hard it forces specific movement which which is how uh, a training apparatus or a you know a practice environment should be totally like i think for that aspect like and that's why i love like systems boards like something like the tension board where it's like okay i have four hand holds two foot holds I'm not betaing this down. I just need to like squeeze the shit out of these holds. And you don't try. have to be a PhD physicist like Sean Oliver. I don't. I don't have to be a PhD physicist like Sean Oliver. <laughs> I just need to <laughs> grab stuff really hard and try really hard and like execute the moves well. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, because climbing outside, there is just a lot more subtleties to it. Um, and so I think like boards like that or climbing indoors, it's an amazing tool for practicing a specific skill set, which is like, to me, executing and like keeping things a little more simple. But when you go outside, it's a, it's a different thing. Like you just have, it's a whole different playbook. Yeah. Do you think those boards, like the tension board, the moon board, the upcoming kilter board, do you think those are in danger of being a whole different set of ratings? Um, describe in danger i mean the moon board well, be there <clears throat> yeah you're right um are they maybe i should say are they endangering the uniformity or the <laughs> that is definitely not the right word are they endangering the attempt at uniformity of the v-grade system even further i mean it, it yeah, I don't know. It's tough because at a certain point, I think you just need to take, and I feel like this is where all of this is really going, is, you know, you just have to see things as a challenge. Like, you know, with a home board like that, like people who are really strong at board climbing are just fucking strong at board climbing. Like, yeah, I mean, the moon board's an easy example. Like, even the benchmarks, they're just so wildly different than outdoor grades like 
some, it's like, oh, cool. You're telling me this is like a 7C. Like this feels like what 8A plus feels like to me. And right. it's what it, it's, that's what it feels like to a lot of people. But there's some people who like, that's what they climb and that's what they climb outside and on this. And they're like, no, that feels normal. I just like jump and snatch up crimps and this is how I climb on this. That's how I climb outside. So it all feels congruent. And yeah, so it's just, I don't know. It's different. Like, I think you need to view these things as a tool to make yourself better. And I think grades are necessary because it, it gives you a rough range. And I mean, frankly, you know, not everyone gets to climb outside frequently. So it's nice to have something to shoot for. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, <clears throat> you know, on the, on the same topic of the moon board, the tension board, um, I would even go as far as to say that because of all these discrepancies, because of this subjective nature that we should really only be using as a general guideline anyway, I would go as far as saying that the benchmarks don't even fucking matter because you can get in the moon board, get on the moon board and in 15 minutes of doing problems, you can do just as wide range of problems as you would find at any climbing area or in any gym. I've done V5s on the moon board that felt V3 and made me go, why do people say the moon board starts at V4? That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I've done V5s on the moon board that felt V7. Totally. And even though there are benchmarks on there, it certainly doesn't affect what everyone else thinks the grades are because they're still putting in these grades, you know? So I just don't think there's a, a way to make it any more uniform than it is. I think it's only going to get more watered down and confusing if you're trying to make sense of it mm -hmm. other than like you just said it's a general guideline to a challenge yeah you know there's a couple things i think that make it really tough um one thing to me that really jumps out is people are fucking strong man like mm -hmm. we travel and like anytime i go to other gyms <clears throat> i'm not just like like how is everyone so strong like yeah it's unbelievable and that but that's just like that is today's standard like today's mm -hmm. stand, like I feel like, and there's a certain literacy to climbing outdoors that a lot of these really strong people in the gym just don't have. Yeah, they haven't had. The, so their correlation is all screwy. They haven't given themselves the opportunity to develop it. Right. Um, but yes, like man, when we travel, it's just I don't know. I'm blown away by how strong people are like these days, and it's just it's consistent all around, and like. I think that's a thing when you have like people who are just unbelievably strong and a lot of people just don't believe like when I started climbing everyone at my gym, like the top guys, like the strongest dudes in the gym, they're climbing like V6. Right. Yep. Now it's like I go in and this is like this gym in Houston. It's like everyone's a V10 climber basically. Yeah. I mean, you go to Kansas city, Missouri and there's a William Shaw who's, <laughs> crushing everything and 
the most efficient gym climber I've ever seen in my life all the way around, that's a that's a whole different paradigm than it used to be, you know. And that's that's kind of the norm. Every gym has something similar. Yeah. Like they're like the entire climbing community as a whole has gotten really, really strong. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just haven't quite recognized that yet. I mean, yeah, like it's, um, it is unbelievable to me just how strong people have gotten. Yeah. Um, and they've gotten strong and a lot of them have really poor tactics. They have, they don't have the time or desire to go outside and they don't have the patience necessary to, and or, I shouldn't say and, they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you another thing that's wrong with you. <laughs> and or they don't have the patience to project something outside for, you know, 150 attempts like they do in the gym. Because yeah. they're there three days a week, four days a week. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to, to equate, oh, I did this project in the gym in a week. And then I went outside for a week-long bouldering trip and I didn't send anything even close totally. to that level. They'll spend six hours a week for two weeks projecting something. Right. And they go out and they'll only project a boulder for 45 minutes because right. maybe all their friends, totally. you know, can't climb on it. And exactly. so they're like, oh, I didn't want to like drag everyone here and, you know, have them sit under my project. So I'll give it a few tries and then we'll leave. And then, yeah, they're just like, I don't get it. Like I can climb, yeah. you know. Therefore, the gym must be soft. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally. Like there's just different measuring tools. Like, yeah. And that, or there are different ways of measuring. It's like, mm-hmm. And different skill sets. I mean, if you don't have the complete skill set for both environments, then you really can't correlate them apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all try. Everybody wants to. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, and it, it's personal too. Like, there are things that, in my mind, like, I won't, like, I won't often say it, but like, especially when I'm training on something like the moon board where, Oh, I go through the benchmarks and I'm like, dear God, like this 7B, like this is what 8A feels like to me. But that's the thing. It's like, if I climb it, like, I'm like, oh, like this is how hard I have to try on 8A and I can go out and I can do 8A because I can try this hard and like I can execute like this. Right. So for me, that's a personal thing. Like I'm not going to go around and like say that that's how hard that thing actually should be. It's very personal and it's very different. Um, But yeah, I think that's, like that's really important to recognize. Um, and you know, something I was kind of thinking about on the lines of grades in the gym is anytime there's a world cup, uh, classic question that always comes up is people are like, Hey, uh, you know, if there's a live feed, they're like, Hey, can y'all ask the setters, uh, how hard are these boulders? Right. And the setters just like fucking groan. They're like, Oh God, this question again, like we answer it every time. And the answer is always the same. They're like, Hey, we don't think about this as grades. Like we think about these as challenges. And the thing is like, if you looked at the numerical grades on those, like they're not that hard. Right. Like a lot of them, like women's finals boulders can be as easy as like V5. Yeah. But if you only have four minutes, not a four minute plus, 
and it's something you have to move slowly and technically through, you may only get two to three goes. And like a super low percentage, like risky V5 might stump half the field of high level women. Like, and a lot of people just don't want, like, they don't want to believe that. They're like, oh, you know, Alex Puccio, Boulder's V14. She should be able to flash every V9 that someone can put in front of her. Right. It's like, but that's just not the case. Yeah, it's just not the case. It's not the case with women. It's not the case with men. It, it, it really, we forget to use, we forget to, to look at a lot of the factors that are involved in how these grades feel to us. If someone gets to spend three hours a week or three hours a session for three days a week working on men's final two, they're going to have a pretty good chance of doing it far better than Jan Hoyer had with four minutes. And having already climbed like qualifiers right. and semis, having terrible totally. skin from jumping between volumes. Totally. And we tend to block out all those factors for some ridiculous ass reason. It's what we do. And we do the same thing with outdoor versus gym grades and this side of the gym grade versus that side of the gym grade and the slopers versus the crimps. You know, if I'm a fucking compression master and I go get on a little steep, you know, Angie Payne style overhanging crimp line, I'm going to get wrecked. And I can't say, oh, well, I just did this V10 compression problem. There's no way this can be V7. It's got to be at least V11 because mm -hmm. I can't do it. You know, that's not how it works. It's not how it works with, with any of these factors, not just the, the grip style. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. And that, that is why I appreciate this stance of like, kind of, of like the world cup setters and just comp setters in general being like, Hey, like this should be viewed as a challenge. Like, yeah, it's not even fair for us to put a numerical grade to this. Cause it's like, we're just trying to challenge the competitors like that we have in front of us at this moment in time. Like, that's all that matters is the yeah. challenge. Yep. And I mean, I, I get it. Like numerical grades are awesome. Like it's nice to be able to say, oh, I went into like if I could write down in my journal, oh, you know, I like repeated six V8s today and did two new V9s. It's like, that's a great day versus being like, oh, it was great. I got some practice in and I was challenged by personal challenging boulders. Like, you know, one of those feels way more awesome when I write in a journal right. than the other one. Right. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. How can we how can we shift our the way that we view these grades, these boulders in the gyms or outside for that matter? I really don't think there's that much difference. Um, how can we shift the way that we look at them, use them, and what we take away from them. And I know I'm just hitting you with this <laughs> out of the blue. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back to this. Word. What's up everybody? Chris here, pardon the interruption. I'll keep this short and sweet. Since this podcast started taking off and we've been growing it, you guys have been asking how you can help out. 
I've got three ways for you. Number one, you can become a patron. That just means you give a monthly donation to the podcast, a dollar and up, and you get something in return. And you can check out what those rewards are at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. Best of all, we'll keep it sponsor and commercial free for you. Number two, you can rate us and review us on iTunes. I know it's a pain in the ass to go to iTunes and do all that, but it really helps us out. At least that's what I'm told by the podcast powers that be. And number three, perhaps the easiest way and the best way to help us out is to share us on your social medias. Anytime you see us post up a new podcast, please share it with your friends. Tag people who will really appreciate it or who need to hear the advice that we're giving. All right. Thank you, guys. And back to the show. And we are back. I uh, refreshed my beer. I have the Southern Tier Pumpkin, which tastes exactly like a pumpkin pie. And when I bought it at the store tonight, I was like, it's only April. Yeah. So I looked at the date and it says vintage 2017. I find that rather interesting, but it's good nonetheless. Okay. So how can we change what we get out of this experience with grades? Um, Are there things we can do to turn it into a, more positive experience and less arguing, less bickering, less, there's no way that's V5, bruh. How can we get more out of it than just that? I mean, this is a tough question. No doubt. Like, I mean, cause the thing is like, I like the idea of being able to measure your progress. I mean, that's, any sport you do, mm-hmm. you measure progress. And I mean, we're the first to say like, you shouldn't be me- measuring whether you're becoming a better rock climber by, oh, am I hanging more weight off my harness when I'm doing <clears throat> dead hangs? It's like, cause that, that's a mean? good thing. Like, of course you should measure whether you're a better climber by that. <laughs> God damn it. I do. I do want to say this though. You just brought something up really interesting. There was an argument on Facebook a while ago. Imagine that, an argument on Facebook. And Andrew Bisharak got involved. Imagine that. Andrew <laughs> Bisharak got involved. And, and he commented that in no other sport are we concerned with or our records or the data that's that's kept for you know, how difficult parts of the sports are. In no other sport are they concerned about height or, you know, body morphology or or weight or anything else. So when climbers start saying, oh, well, that's such and such grade for me at this height, it seemed as if he had an issue with that because no other sport does it and we need a more standard version. But then like two days later, and I I told you about this when it happened, two days later, you and I were separately listening to the talent code. Talent code or sports gene? It was the sports Sports gene, Sports gene, yeah. David Uh, Epstein. Yep. We were listening to the sports gene separately 
for a discussion we were going to have. But and we were on the phone discussing it at the same time. <laughs> pretty much. And in it, he mentions that high jump records do delineate for the difference in the, the jumper's height versus the height that they jumped. Yes, there is absolute records, and then there's mm -hmm. records per height compared, or right. yeah, the height you've jumped compared to your own personal height. Right. So why don't we just have grades for different heights? Because, dear God, it's confusing enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I may, I'm going to go ahead and qualify this. I may very well have that backwards. It might have been Peter Beal that was pissed about the grades, and Andrew Bisharat was arguing for having height differences. I have I don't remember exactly, but I know those two dudes were two dudes were involved and I know they were both arguing about something. And I was there too, so what's that say about me? <laughs> Instigator. <clears throat> um man it's it's just tough. I mean, like I was saying like you know, you should like you should be me measuring your progress. Like that is an important part of getting better at anything. And we're the first to say like, you know, your deadlift numbers or your dead hang numbers, like great things to track. Like you should track them, measure them, like try and progress them because they are mm -hmm. useful things. But they're, those things alone don't make you a better rock climber. Like what makes you a better rock climber is like climbing harder rock climbs like consistently. And so without grades, how do we know if we're climbing harder rock climbs consistently? Um, it's kind of a conundrum. You just said something really interesting that... That's the second time you said that. Popped a... Well, it's the second time you've ever said anything interesting. I'm on a roll. <laughs> it, it popped something into my head that all these assessments we've been doing, it's tough for people to not want to compare themselves against other people. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, the real money of the assessment is to compare yourself in the future against yourself in the past. That's not even possible. Compare yourself in the present against yourself in the past. I was just going to let you work <clears throat> that one out. <laughs> and The ones in future, Chris. <laughs> and, and that's how we can view gym grades. As in, especially if you have a moon board, if you have a tension board, it's a little tougher with the gym set because mm -hmm. that's that's subject to change every single time the gym set changes. But if you have something like the moon board or tension board or any kind of project wall or spray wall that doesn't change, that doesn't change, then you have the ability to climb a problem and then compare yourself on it later. Mm -hmm. Compare yourself against that earlier performance and. If we could view gym grades in general as that, like this training season, I average roughly being able to do V7 in the gym. Next training season, I average roughly being able to do V8 in the gym. That's a, that's a much better way to look at it, in my opinion, than trying to equate it to outdoor grades. Look mm -hmm. at it as a measurement of your skill in the gym if you're putting up the numbers you want to outside then who fucking cares what you're climbing in the gym yeah you know and if the gym is your only game 
then none of it matters anyway. So let's say this. What if the gym was your only game? Like, let's say oh, I'm trying to pick some middle of nowhere city, but I don't want to like totally shit on someone right now. Um, let's say you live in Mississippi. Honolulu. I'll make fun of Mississippi. Um, let's say you live in the middle of I don't know, Jackson, Mississippi. Do they have a climbing gym? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Let's say there. Let's pretend there is one. Okay. And let's say you only get to rock climb like you. Sorry, have, Jackson, Mississippi. You have sorry, not sorry. You have two weeks off a year and you get to go climbing then. Otherwise, like, man, 50 weeks of the year, you know, you're psyched on climbing in the gym because you have to be. If you're not psyched on climbing in the gym, you're spending 50 weeks a year really not psyched. So in this case, the gym isn't their only game. Let's, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. You're still, you're still thinking in terms of a person who wants to outdoor rock climb. Okay. Let's say this. Let's say outdoor rock climbing to them is like a, Stand up paddle boarding. It's like this recreational activity that oh, that's why would neat. anyone do that? It's neat, and that's cool. It's you know, neat. you you do it when the the weather's pleasant. Um, it's an outdoor activity that gets you away from uh, the computer. But yeah. for them, like it's you know, it's just a fun thing they do. It's not the end goal. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, if you're spending that much time in the gym, like I hope you're psyched on it. Like, so for them. Like, you forgot where what you were going the, with this. Didn't I you? know you threw me off. I was on a roll with stand-up <laughs> paddleboarding. Um, like, what's the best approach? Again, I think it's a. You have to sort of aggregate all the grades. If you don't have a moonboard tension board project wall, then I think the best approach might be just a, a general aggregate and you have to allow for changes in your approach if if you're aggregating is that a word aggregating grades when you were just trying to flash everything or giving things no more than five tries Mm -hmm. you can't compare that directly to aggregating the grades um, or averaging the grades when you're in project mode. So you, you still have to compare all of the factors. Um, I think what, I think what has to happen is that you have to ask yourself what's important to you. Is it climbing harder numbers in the gym? If so, by all means, do what we all do outside and find the easiest fucking one for you. That's at that number. I mean, so many people do that outside. Mm-hmm. So why not do it in the gym? If your goal is to get better at outdoor rock climbing, then use the grades as a really general guideline to have some idea of what might challenge you. If I go in the gym, let me ask you this. When you go into the gym... When we go to a new gym to do a workshop, you walk into the gym for the first time. We're going to do a bouldering session. What do you gravitate toward and why? I go over. I look for uh, the wall with all the strongest locals on it. And uh, I go flex on those beta males. (laughs) 
No, you don't. You look for <laughs> you look for the wall with the tattooed girls on it, and you go there. Well, to be fair, I'm working my weaknesses, which are redheads. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, lately I've actually been really psyched on like volume problems because. Mm-hmm. I find them very difficult, like these World Cup style things. And also because there's just so, to me, they're so goofy and I have no, I have such little experience with them that there's no, um, I have no preconceived notions of what I should be doing. Like, it's not like, oh, this is a V6 overhanging crimp problem. I should be flashing this. It's like I'm running and jumping and like doing some shenanigans on a slab wall, like it's just fun playing around and I'll do that for a little bit. And I, like it loosens me up. And then from there, I've been trying to do better and better about, I look for, I'll go to a wall. That's a fun angle where I'm like, Oh, this is something I want to climb on. And I look for what work looks the absolute worst to me. Like the worst in what way? Like you can walk up to things and you're like, oh, I'm just going to flash that. Like, um, was it like the Yanero or not? Yanero? who was it that, uh, the Hong point people used to, jokingly say that um steve hong would like just look at cracks and if he knew he would on-site them he would just be like next i'm just gonna walk to the next oh, one i don't know i forget who it was it was some old like crack master but basically if he just like walked over you know because you only have so much time he was like perfect hands next um right, right but i mean you know you go into the gym and there are certain things that may have a hard number assigned and you look at them and you're like the only reason i would get on this is to like fluff my ego like I know I'm just going to do it first try or second try. Um, but then you can look at something else that might be a grade or two lower and you're like, that looks fucked up. Like I'm going to have to like project that all day. And that's going to be like three lump number grades lower than what I feel like I should be doing. That's what I try and aim for. Yeah. I go lately. I've been going and part of this is because I have a home wall that I'm trying to fill out with really cool, interesting holds but lately in the gyms, I've been gravitating toward things that have really cool-looking holds. Like, I just don't... So many times recently, I've climbed something and gone, what are they calling that? Because I, had, I have no idea. And I get to the top, and I have no idea. I can't tell if it's might be V3 or it might be V6. I don't fucking know. I've climbed a lot of V3s and a lot of V6s, but I still don't know what that means exactly because a lot of those V6s I've done felt like V4, and a lot of those V4s I've done felt like V6. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that grade means. So whatever that problem that has the cool holds is rated, that's fine. I don't know what that means. You know, most of us don't know what that means. So I just gravitate toward what looks, what looks like cool holds or it's a cool pattern or looks like it creates a cool move or it's pretty colors and shapes. It's pretty colors and shapes. That's exactly why I go to it. God damn it. And you're a coach. I climbed, (laughs) I climbed, I think three or four problems in, uh, earth treks, Columbia, with my friend Dana simply because the holds look like Darth Vader. Like they were dual techs, black, super shiny dual techs. 
and they reminded me of Darth Vader. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta climb on these Darth Vader holds. I don't I don't remember what the grades were. It doesn't matter. I didn't know what the grades were pulling on. They just look like cool ass Darth Vader puzzle pieces. So So I feel like we've gone on a bit of a tangent. Well, I'm sure we have, but that's generally what we do. It's it's a sound strategy in that we make sound and it's a strategy. Um <laughs> So let's did t- you think about that beforehand, or did that just pop that out? That just popped out right there. Okay, because it wasn't that good. Oh, man. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to tell me I said something great again for the third time. Um, so let's bring this around to you know, what most of our listeners are caring about. Like Most people who are listening are people who, they're trying to get better at rock climbing. Like... You know, they go to the gym to get better, to be able to climb harder outside. Most of our listeners just want to move up the 8A rankings. Uh, moonboard rankings. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. It is a new thing. Yeah. So, but you can't put your gym problems in the Moonboard app, and you can't put your gym problems in the 8A. So, I mean, not with that attitude. So, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> But seriously, like, so, I mean, what is someone to do if their goal is, if they're like, hey, like, I'm a weekend warrior. I get a few months of good weather a year. Like, otherwise, I need to be psyched on indoor rock climbing. Like, the summers where I live suck. I mean, like, you know, great example is, like, when you lived in Cincinnati, for you, the summers were like, you had to be psyched on Mm -hmm. gym climbing. Otherwise, you were probably going to go crazy. Yep. Um, so if that's your situation, how do you interpret grades? Like, is that something, you know, I think best case scenario is we just say, Hey, it's a personal challenge. Like do things that are hard for you, but numbers are nice too. Numbers are nice. You're totally right. And I try, I'll tell you exactly the way I treated those numbers. Um, we used a color system. So blue was like V6 to or V5 to V7 or something like that. And then red was V8 and harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely really liked to challenge myself to try to climb. Like once every few months, I would challenge myself to climb as many red problems in one session as I could. Mm-hmm. And these are problems that I've dialed in throughout the the training cycle. And I sure as hell went to the easy reds over and over, mm-hmm. you know. And I was able to send them over and over. But there was never a time where I I put my value as a climber or as a person on how many reds I sent. So I'm totally okay with, and I feel like it's a, it's something you have to do is average it all together because that's really what happens outside. If you climb enough, it's what happens in the gym. If you climb enough, we're looking for mastery instead of looking for success. That's, that's how I want to become a better climber is through mastery. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to climb every red, not just 
the easy ones. I want to be able to climb all the V9s, not just the easy ones. So, so I average it out. And if I do two or three easy ones and I, you know, that makes me feel like a total badass because I flashed some reds in the gym, then I go find a few hard ones that are going to spank me and, and even the whole thing out. You know, it really comes down to what the difficulty is for you at that moment and what, what difficulty you're looking for within your training program or your personal continuum. Um, if I'm looking for a limit boulder, that doesn't have a fucking thing to do with the grade. Mm-hmm. It has to do with how difficult it is for me, how long it's going to take me, uh, how many attempts, how deep I have to get into the subtleties. It might be a red. It might be a white. That was V V11 and up or V10 and up in our gym, something like that. It might be a white, but if I do it in three tries, it's not a limit boulder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the grade says. you know. And if I'm adding it to my 4x4, four four, it doesn't matter if it's a red and that's too hard for my 4x4. Four four. If, if I flashed it, then it's probably the right difficulty, you know? So, so I look for how it, how it feels in reference to exactly what I need at that moment. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, what's important is being honest with yourself and saying like, is this a challenge? Like, cause that's what matters. Like, is this hard and will it make you better? Um, you know, I had kind of a neat experience the other day. I was climbing down, uh, around Richmond in the gym and I'd gone in and I was climbing and I was looking at this boulder. I was like, Oh, that's a cool looking V seven. And I went to try it. And there was this move that just felt impossible. And I looked up and you could tell the hold had spun because of the chalk print on the wall versus where the hold now was. Right. And I was like, Oh cool. I'll go grab a wrench and I'll just go fix this. And then I looked up and what had happened was it had spun. And I guess someone probably told a setter and was like, Hey, that spun. Right. And there was now a set screw in it. So it had right. shifted like 15 so degrees. Like, problems broken. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, this <clears> isn't V7 anymore. And like, it doesn't, that's not how it was set. And, uh, you know, the hold spun. So this isn't even a thing anymore. And so I'd like kind of walked away from it for a while. And then I'd like come back and I was just, I kind of had this like realization of like all the holds are spun. Like that is the whole point. Like all the holds have just been spun at some point to make a challenge. Like the grade doesn't matter. Like I'm just going to try this anyways. Cause it looked fun to me before I like realized the hold had spun. Right. right. So what's the difference? Like even if this is, you know, V9 or V6 or whatever. Um, and then I kept trying it and trying it and I actually ended up finding a really cool method it ended up not even being nearly as hard as I thought it was going to be. Um, but it's funny because I was so quick to walk away because I was like, Oh, you know, this V7 is spun and messed up and whatever. And like, it's stupid and probably doesn't even go or whatever. Um, but really it's like, all that mattered was that it was a challenge. Like, and then I like got to do a move in a completely different way than something, a way I've ever done a move before. And I was like, I learned something from it. Right. Totally. And that's, you know, that's exactly why today we were in sport rock and they had a top rope on this. I don't even know what to call it. Um, Oh God. Giant volume. Volume monstrosity. Yeah. It was, 
it just looked like it looked like the most fun rock climb I've ever looked at. And as soon as I saw it, as soon as we walked into the gym, I was like, I got to climb that. Mm-hmm. And I said it out loud. Like that's, I'm going to climb that. Like if we have to come in here just to climb that route, I'm climbing it. We pretty much did. And we pretty much did. But, <clears throat> but I walked over to it and there was no grade. And I still have, I thought about this for quite a while afterward, <laughs> actually, because you had done a 12 before we went to do our up, down, ups. And I was like, oh, I should do a 12 too. And I'm like, maybe I did. Maybe. I don't know. That's probably like five, nine trad line. Yeah. I don't it know. It looked like trad climbing. It did look like, it felt like off with dihedral refrigerator wrestling mantling. And I have no fucking clue what I would grade it. But does that matter? None. But didn't matter at all. It was it was the most fun I've had climbing a gym route ever. Period. And and it was challenging the whole way. Mm-hmm. There was one one specific part where it's this big half barrel feature that I could just span the width of that I know was ugly. Like my feet were sliding. I couldn't quite it wasn't it wasn't like the rest of it felt like I figured out the rest of it. Most of the rest of it. That part was ugly. And on the way down I was like, I wanna make that part better. Like I, I wish that barrel feature was on the ground so I could boulder it a few times and mm-hmm. really figure it out. I wasn't thinking about the grade at all until we started doing our up down ups and I'm like, I'm a five twelve behind, you know? And then I started wondering what the grade was. Hmm. But it just doesn't matter. It was incredibly fun. It was challenging. It took a lot of thought. It took me like fourteen minutes to climb it or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which was great because I was really pumped. <laughs> so I needed the rest. <laughs> So I think that's, again, you have to find, you have to know what your, what you want to get out of it. If you want fun out of it, maybe the grades are really fun for you. I don't know. Maybe you love bickering about that shit, Peter Peel. Or, <laughs> sorry, Peter, but <laughs> you know that. And, and maybe that's just what you look for and love. And that's fine if that's the case, but that's not the case for me. It's not the case for most people. Most people are climbing because they love climbing, and then these grades start fucking with their their egos and their their self-worth, and it becomes a real problem. So figure out what you want out of it, if that's fun, if that's to be a better rock climber, Whatever it is, there's a really good chance that it doesn't directly relate to what the grades in your gym are. Hmm. Anything else you want to say, or did I just just say it all? No, it was good. I mean, like, yeah. Only thing I guess I'd finish with is, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't. I have no problem with chasing grades. Like, no, no, especially outside. For sure. Like. That's why I went to Playmate of the Year in Joe's Valley, because 
I, I knew it was, it was the V9 I had the best chance at. I thought it's because I was I recommended it. Well, you recommended it because I had the best chance at it. Uh, yeah. I need to throw <laughs> you a softball. You were hurt. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. I come from a distance running background. Like, if you're racing as a distance runner, you were like, you were literally chasing time. Like, you, like, that is the goal. Right. Like, you are, like, your skill <clears throat> is measured to the second, to the tenth of a second. Like, so I fully get, like, you know, there are times where, like, being too obsessed with grades can, like, be frustrating and it can kind of take you away from other things, like your enjoyment. But, man, I've got no problem with saying, like, hey, my goal is to climb this grade and that's what I want to do by this amount of time. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, if it's, you know, if that's what your goal is. But, yeah, this is, I, I do think as much as we've said, like, there is a lot of inconsistency with outside grading. Like, if your goal is climbing a certain grade outside, then awesome. Like, get after it. Yeah, um, totally. But, yeah, and don't let, don't let the way indoor climbs feel discourage you. I think that's, like, a huge thing is, you know, there's so much discrepancy on what indoor should or does feel like. I mean, there is the Climbing Magazine article where it was saying that, um, V was it V zero outsides are can be equivalent to V five indoors. V five indoors, yeah. Which is I it's silly. That's absurd. Yeah, and it's like I mean at a certain point, like, I don't know. It's yeah. It's just silly. That's a person who's gotten really good at indoor climbing and climbed outside once. Quite possibly. That's what it sounds like. But I mean regardless, like, you know, Figure out what your goals are. If your goals are to climb hard outside, do what it takes to climb hard outside. Yep. Like, and don't let, yeah, don't let the grades that other people associated to indoor problems or indoor systems boards discourage you. If you're getting better, that's what matters. Totally. Totally. And what, what really matters is how many times you've visited powercompanyclimbing.com and whether you've bought a finger care kit, process journal, process ebook, journal. proven plan, custom plan, <laughs> tea or tank, Lana's going to be so proud that I got all of those in. <clears throat> and whether you're liking us on the Facebooks, following what we do over there, whether you follow on the Instagrams, at Power Company Climbing, and whether you're trying to spread the word on the Twitters because we sure as hell aren't trying to spread the word on the Twitters because we don't tweet we scream like eagles this time this time this time this time
Yeah.